0: On the words in the beginning of Aftara, nachemu, nachemu, Ami, Hashem gives us a double measure of comfort. The Medrash says, the Yidden suffer twice, they get double comforted. What is this idea of double suffering and double comfort? The Rebbe says we're going to understand this based on a similar expression that we have at the end of Masech Tamakos So we have here, the Sikha is going to be a Siyu Ma Masech Tamakos. There, The Gemara tells a story about Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Loza ben Azari, Rabbi Yeshua, Rabbi Akiva that are going on their way, they're traveling to Rome. As they're a distance 120 mil from Rome, they can already hear the excitement, the commotion from the people in Rome. The other Tanoim start crying. Rabbi Akiva is laughing. They say to him, Why are you laughing? He says to them, Why are you crying? So they say, Here you have these goyim bowing down to avoid the Zoro. They're sitting so securely, serenely, happy. And us, our base is destroyed. Shouldn't we cry? So he says to them, That's why I'm laughing. If this is what the people that go against Hashem's will get, how much more so the hidden that are doing Hashem's will, what's their reward going to be like? The Gemara says, there was another story. They were one time going up to Yerushalayim, the same set of Tanoim. When they came to the Harat Soifim, they tore their clothes. When they come to the Harabais, they see a fox coming out of the place of the Kodesh they start crying. Rabbi Akiva is laughing. They say to him, why are you laughing? He says to them, why are you crying? So he So he says to them, they say to him, the place that regarding this place, it says, "Vahazora, korei yumas, a foreigner that gets close will die." And now foxes are going here. Shouldn't we cry? So he says to them, "That's why I'm laughing." There's a passing that says, "Hashem says, I have set I have set for myself faithful witnesses, Uriah Hakoyen and Zachariah Ben Yo. What is the connection between these two people? Z- uh, Z- Uriah is in the time of the base, first Beis HaMikdash Zechariah is in this time of the second of Mikdash. how are they two witnesses says Rabbi Akiva because the nevuah of one is dependent on the nevuah of the other regarding Uriah there's a passage that says like this that because of you Zion and tzio will be plowed like a field Jerusalem, the Beis Mikdash will be plowed like a field by Zechariah there's a passage that how the old men and women will be sitting in the streets of Yerushalayim in peace, etc. As long as the Nebuah of Uriah wasn't fulfilled, the Harabai is being plowed like a field, I was concerned that the Nebuah of Zechariah of Gula won't be fulfilled. Now that I see the Nebuah of Uriah being fulfilled, being plowed like a field, foxes going here, I know that the Nebuah of Zechariah will be fulfilled. When they heard this, they said, Akiva nicham tonu, Akiva nicham this double expression of comfort. The Rebbe says, the question over here is, what is really the basis for their argument and which in Yanam of halacha could we learn from this machloikas, between these Tanoim and Rabbi Akiva? The truth is, the Rebbe goes through many, many, many questions in the come in, in, in these stories. I'm not going to be able to go through all of them, but hopefully through discussion of the Sicha, some of these things will be answered. The Rebbe says simply, Rabbi Akiva is going according to his famous sheet of whatever Hashem does is always for the best. And that's really the theme of these two stories. Rabbi Akiva is looking at the current situation which seems to be a negative situation and he already sees the future as opposed to the other Tanoim. But the question of this is, I mean, this idea that you're supposed to be looking at everything and recognizing that Hashem is doing it for the good, no one argues with this. So we still need to understand what's really going on in these two stories. And again, more questions that the Rebbe has, which we're not going to go into all of that right now. So the general explanation, says the Rebbe, is, let's first understand what Rabbi Akiva is actually asking. What does he mean when he says, why are you crying? should be quite obvious why they're crying. What his question is, what caused you to cry now? In both stories, they knew earlier on the power of of Rome. They knew earlier on about the base of having been destroyed. What they're what he's asking them now is what caused you to cry specifically now, and what they're answering is well. In the first story, what they're saying is the fact that Rome is sitting securely and they have a powerful government and all of that on its own that is not something necessarily so terrible, that's not something that they would be so concerned about. On the contrary, the fact that Rome is a powerful government, that's in a certain way more respectful for the Yidden and the Besamikdash, that they were destroyed, etc., from a powerful government, rather than it would be from some sort of lowly, inferior government. However, the claim and the argument is, how could it be that at the very same time, they are sitting so securely and calmly at the time that the Beis Hamikdash is sitting desolate and destroyed. This is the biggest Chilol Hashem and Chilol Hashem Yisrael. And furthermore, even if it was relevant that they should be strong in the time of the Khurban, why are they still sitting so calmly and peacefully? Similarly in the second story, the fact that the fox is coming out of the Kodesh HaKadoshim, this is the most greatest Chilol Hashem and desecration of the Yidden's name, the place that the Koyim Godal could only go into Anya and Kippur, and now foxes are going there. So in other words, in both of these stories, the argument or the crying of these Tanoim is coming from the fact, what they're saying is, even if there's a decree of Hurben and Golos, does it have to be with such a big Chilul Hashem, such a big Chilul Shem Yisrael, that the Romans are still sitting there calmly and peacefully, and that the foxes have to be going dafki in the place of the Kodesh HaKadoshim? It could have been another part of the Harabais. Says Rabbi Akiva, that yes, it's true, that the fact that Rome is sitting peacefully is the biggest chilol Hashem. But, from this we can see, if the Oivrei Ritsoyit, those that transgress Hashem's will, are getting such amazing things, from this we can understand the great reward the Yidin are going to get. In other words, he's seeing in the negative, he's seeing the good that results out of this. So too in the second story. Of course, he would never had a doubt whether the Nevuah of the Ge'ula is going to come. But to what extent is the Ge'ula going to be? That's the question. When he sees the Nebu of the churban being fulfilled in such an extreme, powerful way that it's being plowed like a field and foxes are going from there, there, that itself tells me how amazing the Geula is going to be that it's going to be fulfilled in the greatest possible way. And the Rebbe says, we can see this in the Pasek itself that he quotes, he says, Tzir is plowed like a field. What happens as a result of the plowing? Plowing is not to destroy the field. The more you plow, the better the fruits are going to be. Says the Rebbe, based on all of this, we can explain now their machloikas that it's really dependent on a general Shila that applies in a number of mitzvahs. Do we take into consideration now in the present something that's going to come up in the future regarding another mitzvah? For example, a doctor says if you're going to fast on Soyim Gedaliah, which is not as strict as a fast of, as Yom Kippur, of course, if you fast on Yom Kippur, you're not going to be able to fast on Yom Kippur. Do we say that we need to take the future consideration into account? So too over here. Currently there is a Chilol Hashem. But eventually there will be a much greater Kiddush Hashem coming out of all of this when the Gula comes. Which one outweighs the other? Rabbi Akiva is of the opinion. The future outweighs what happens now. As opposed to the other uh, Tanoim. So even though yes now there is a Chilol Hashem but there's going to be even a greater Kiddush Hashem coming out and that's why that overpowers and that's why he's laughing. The Rebbe says this Machloikas is connected to another more general question in Halacha. You have a situation where you can fulfill a mitzvah with all of its details, but through that you're going to be missing in the hiddur of the general mitzvah. The flip side of that is, the other side is, you're going to be kind the mitzvah, but you're going to be lacking a certain detail of the mitzvah, although not a detail that's absolutely crucial. Which one outweighs the other? Doing the mitzvah with all of its details, or a hiddur in the general mitzvah. Example, you have a bris. If you're gonna do it in the morning, early morning, zrizim makdimulam mitzvah, it's a very important part of the, of the mitzvah, but you're gonna be lacking the hidr of beroivam hadras melach. If you're gonna do it later, you're gonna lose out on the zrizim makdimulam mitzvah, but wow, what you are you gonna have? Such a big crowd. Which one outweighs the other? Again, the machloikas of Rabbi Akiva and his friends. That is, of course everyone understands that there's going to be the reward in the future. And by the ge'ula, when the Geula comes, the Kiddush HaShem and the Kiddush israel is going to be in the greatest way possible. But the question is, right now, what's happening both at the Romans being successful and the Kiddush being destroyed in this way, this is a Chilul HaShem. That means in the actual thing of Kiddush HaShem, there's something lacking. When you say in the future, there's going to be a greater Geula, etc., and reward, that's like a Hidur, an extra beautiful Kiddush HaShem that will be in the future. So again, the other Tanoim are the opinion, since right now there's something lacking in the Kiddush Hashem, we don't take into consideration that later it will be a nice, more beautiful Kiddush Hashem. That's why they're crying. Rabbi Akiva, on the other hand, says, no, the hiddur and the general mitzvah, in this case, the great, beautiful Kiddush Hashem, that will be later overpowers that which is lacking in the Kiddush Hashem right now. And that's why he's laughing. The Rebbe says, this is all in a general way, but more specifically, the second story adds something compared to the first story. And in all of these different areas that we just discussed. Again, the three areas are, number one, Rabbi Akiva's opinion of called David and everything happens is for the good. Number two, that we consider now in the present, what's going to happen in the future. And number three, that the Hidur in the general mitzvah outweighs the detail in the mitzvah. And we see in all of these things the advantage of the second story. So called david rachamonu Latavov. it means, right now there's something bad happening, but something good will eventually come out of it. Like in the story of Rabbi Akiva himself, in this, as the Gemara tells, he loses his donkey, his rooster, his candle, but as a result of this, something good came out, he was saved. That means right now there's a harm, there's a loss, but Hatzalas Nefashas is coming out of it. But what about the story in the Gemara? Well, he speaks about the foxes going into place of the place in a mikdash. It's not only something good will eventually come out afterwards. He's seeing in the bad itself the beginning of the good. He's seeing, as we said, you plow the field, that itself is the beginning of the growth. This idea that it's mamish, part of the gaula, you don't notice as much in that first story where he's speaking about the success of Rome, teaches us about how good the yidna are going to have it. So too in the other shaylas of halacha that we spoke about, which outweighs the other? Is it fulfilling the mitzvah currently or what it's going to cause in the future? Or the Hidur and the mit, general mitzvah. You're going to lose out on the detail in the mitzvah. In other words, what do we see over here? Again, there's two sides. You have to decide which one outweighs the other. So, and generally, again, this is this is be more seen in the first story. You have the situation of how the Romans are living right now. And versus the hidden are going to benefit so much in the future. So we need to see what outweighs what. Do we focus on the present or the future? But in the second story, it's not only a question which one outweighs the other. Rabbi Akiva only sees in the second story, in the plowing itself, in the foxes going there, he only sees the Kiddush Hashem that's starting currently, right now, already with this plow-like activity. So the Rebbe, now we understand why they say the double expression, Akiva Nicham Tonu, Akiva Nicham Tonu, the double Nechama. Because there's two things. There's number one, all the beautiful things that will come out in the future. But number two, that not only it's going to be in the future, but it's already all starting right now. He already sees in the negative. In the extreme negative, he sees the positive. The Rebbe says, actually, who's the one that says this? Dafkar Rabbi Akiva, a ben Gairim. In other words, he's coming from a place. Who's the one that could see within the bad, within the Khalipa? It's transformation. Only someone that's himself, someone coming from that place. Rabbi Akiva was coming from Gairim. So too, we know regarding Rabbi Akiva, he only started learning at the age of 40. This is the question about the present versus future. If you would only look at his current state right now, you would never get to his level. When he sees right now what his potential, what could come out of him, this is what causes him to become the Rabbi Akiva, who he was. The Rebbe now applies this to the Nachamu Nachamu Ami. The double loku, the double punishment was, first of all, there's the Golos itself, the korban itself, and then there's the extreme Chilul Hashem, as we said in Chilul Shem Yisrael, that came out of it, like in the stories of the foxes coming out and so on. But the double comfort is that in addition to the comfort that will be revealed, all the good that came as after and as a result of the Golos, all the Giluyim of the Gulu Hasidah, will also be understood and revealed. The specific advantage that came Dafka as a result of the powerful and the strong extreme aspect of the Golas, that not only it was worth it to come to the Gulu, but that he's noticed the good inside of itself of that extreme golos, and of course, through Maaseinu, the Rebbe concludes, through our actions right now, we will be able to that comfort from Hashem Himself in the coming of Mashiach Tzitkenu now.